Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabot and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. But it's, a, it's hard, right? Because it's... Um, but the back to the, the, the calendar is because when we give this to our coaching clients, we find out that they, they lack process, right? Because they would send me their daily activities and why I would encourage you to do it. And I'm like, you achieved really nothing, right? Like you looked at email and then you were looking at MLS and then you were doing this. Like every morning this week, you didn't do anything that's productive. And that's hard to look at yourself introspectively and realize because what they say is, I was working, right? Yes, technically you were working. It's just, what were you working on? So, um, so that's process and documentation obviously is when you start writing this stuff down, you learn how to, I think the biggest thing is you learn how to improve, right? So I, I take it to like the nth degree. Um, I record every single listing appointment I go on. And then I have someone type it up. You're like, uh, like, that sounds retarded, Jeff. I mean, that just doesn't sound smart. But it's extremely productive because um, when I also track all of my listing appointments, but that is to encourage me to get more, right? Because I know, like, my goal is to get 20 listing appointments a month, right? So if I have only 12, then I like, oh, we need yeah. More marketing, more marketing. Yeah. So, um, but when you start tracking what you do and then you look back at it, you learn so much about yourself. And what I learned when I wrote down my thing, after we read Darren Hardy's book, I was like, okay, write down. I was like, I watch CNBC for about two and a half hours every single day. Right. And then when I'm done watching that, I watch ESPN. Right. Like. I can, I mean, I can sit and watch the news for hours. Uh, I now don't watch the news at all. And I thought I would be unhappy about that. Like, I thought that that would be, I, I mean, first I went from two and a half hours of CNBC to two hours, and I went to an hour and a half because I was addicted, right? Like, 2008 through 2011, like, I couldn't turn that sucker off. I mean, I would... You know, wake up, coffee, sit, watch, right? And then I, I'd be on the computer watch, looking at email. And then I'd hear something on and I'd go out and I, I'd look at it and I'd just stare at it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, why, why is my business not growing? Because I'm working all day long. And, but to realize, wait a minute, I'm not being productive in the time. Can I go off slides? Sure. Oh, oh wow. Did you get permission? A visual. Oh, visual. Okay, good. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> so this is a lady that we've been working with since January, right? Yeah, she first and, came into classes and, and then... Um, so Monday of this week, she came in and this is her documenting what she does, right? So this is her weekly planner. And I know you can't read it and it's not intentional and I know it's sideways and some of them are going to be upside down. But this was a week of activity. This was another week of activity. 
Right? And this is an agent who did five million last year. Like a good agent. Twenty-seven She's deals for five million. Right? Business. We would all say that that's a pretty good agent, right? Like she that was is an average. doing a good job. Right. So then this is another week of activity, and we started to push her on writing down and being more intentional with who you're following up with, with which pro, you know, what people in your sphere you're, you're communicating with. And so then she comes to class, and this was Monday. This is her calendar. Right? It's the visualization. And she's like got a buzz to her this week. She is excited. She, you can see that Mo, aka Momentum, is in her. Right? She's got Mo in the car. So now she comes in and she's like, yeah, my phone has been ringing today. I couldn't, I had to, I had to take off calling of five people because I'm just too busy today. But this is what her calendar looked like. Right? Being intentional about it, documenting what you do helps you combine this week plus this week plus this week plus this week of activities equals the one week where she was intentional about it. So all we're doing and pushing you guys to document stuff is to help you push the fast forward button. That's it, right? I know that there is room in all of our schedules to do more contacting of people that we know. And we just, when we see people apply it and document it, it becomes relevant to everybody. And the thing that we advise our, our coaching clients this week was because you have two choices in growing your business. Because I'm assuming that everybody here wants to sell more houses in the next 365 days or you wouldn't be here, right? You wouldn't be listening. You either need to do more marketing or you need to do more prospecting. And what happens is we talk about a lot of marketing efforts because we, I personally have made the choice that I am gonna spend over $300,000 a year in marketing to generate the amount of, you know, unfortunately it has led to, you know, um, over 50, you know, $6 million in sales. So, uh, you know, it's working, right? Cause it's what we call profitable. And that's essentially what we're looking for in our business is being profitable. But if you're, you're going to try marketing a little bit, if you're only going to do a little bit of marketing, then you need to do a lot more prospecting. It's just the unfair balance to it all. But, or you can just do what you've been doing, right? If you do eight deals or 10 deals or 12 deals, next year you can do about the same and you can have years where it goes like this and when the market's doing better, you go up a little bit, then you go down. But it's just that balance and we just help people through accountability uh, come to that balance of what they need to do. So back to last week's process and documentation. Hold on, let me get the doc got in here. Did anybody write down any of their processes? Did anybody start? Uh, folder on where they're gonna put something once they write it down. Like, is there any action taken? Yes. I I did one in. Um, oh, high five. Good job. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Did we bring, yeah! did we bring tequila <laughs> shots? Yeah. It's Cinco de Mayo. Did we bring tequila shots? I, I stayed up till um, like two twenty, like Monday night, because I was telling Tammy about this, and I was like, once I got through the whole thing, and I'm like. I then had to repeat it to like three other people, like what they needed to do. And then I looked at it, I'm like, this process is lousy. I need to change it. It's too complicated. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. a win. That's a Even win. though that's the process that you have that you do, well, something changes when you write it down, right? Some visualization, of, like something changes when you write it down. That's awesome. Thank you. What, what process was it? It was uh, for a property that I had rented and just the, the typical program that we usually use for doing the credit checks uh -huh. is not the same program. 
paperwork, and I didn't know that until I actually ran my stuff through it, and I had to write everything verbatim so I could give it to somebody else uh -huh. to do. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Did anybody else? Anybody else start? Yeah. yeah. Did I hear a prompt in the back? <laughs> <laughs> We combined two topics in the beginning portion of this. Writing down what you do every day is a different, is, is technically different than documenting your processes, right? So I don't want to confuse that. One is going to let you be more productive during your day because you're going to see where your time is wasted. The other one is going to help you ensure a higher quality of customer service for every lead that comes through your, your door. Well, also it's, it, what it does, I think, the, the, in documenting your process, it takes out that human in you, right? So Jeff, like what is the taking out the human in you, right? Because when you, when you talk to the, to the lead on the phone and they go, or they walk into the open house and they're like, I'm just looking, then you think, well, then I shouldn't do my normal process but because when I get a lead, I'm supposed to dangle them a carrot, I'm supposed to preview for them, I'm supposed to find them a house that's not listed and text them. Because if that's my process, then I need to do it every time, irrespectful of what they say. Because in today's world, the internet is changing everything that's happening. I talked to a web lead today that she was on my website, she called in and she was I mean, I was She's a cat. She's oh, a cat she was a cat in the woods. If you've been doing any repeated questions, but today's buyer is has everything already. She's like, I see twenty-seven photos. I'm like, I'm gonna go shoot a video for you. She's like, No, no, no. I'm like, Give me your email address. And she's like, I don't want to give you my email address. I mean, I'm talking to the lady on the phone. She's on my website looking at the house. We're talking about the neighborhood. She's like, I just wanted your local expertise, right? Week two, remember her that, right? She's like, I just wanted you to tell me about the neighborhood and who lives there and what the prices is and why this is over that one and everything. And I'm like, great, can I get your email? The third time I asked her, she's like, no. She's like, I'm good. I'm like, damn, it's getting harder, Phil. It's not getting easier. I'm like, got her cell phone number. I'm like, well, then I'm just gonna text you the video. She's like, okay. <laughs> Right, but then I need to get in the car versus going, I don't wanna work with her, she's a tough, right? Why, I, why, I don't wanna work with her. Unfortunately, that's where the business is going and you have to have a strong process to know, okay, she was looking at a house on the web for $875,000, right? She called me to ask about it. She just raised her hand, right? Like she's gonna buy a house. She's like, what can I offer? Um. Are you qualified? Well, we're gonna buy cash. And I was that a good lead or a bad lead though? She wouldn't good give me your email address. Oh yeah, yeah, she wouldn't give me your email address. I don't wanna to go to work for her, right? But then like, this is the reality of the world, right? This is what the internet, now that, because we made a, an agreement to give the aggregators all of our information, now everybody in the world has it, and now they need us realtors less, but we need to. Are you still talking about this? Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a little passion that comes through yeah. for different topics. No, I like that again. Yeah. Buyers think they're connecting. Connecting. Well, she might not like the price is right, maybe, or something. You know, she's like, that's something. Oh, she liked my price. I told her we should look no, no, all no, the, the hell price. out of her. <laughs> I was just trying to get her to give me my, my email. Or her email. No, that's why I told her to offer a uh, price that was <laughs> ridiculous. 
because I've been down the road. Because the listing before. agent would. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. Can I offer six hundred on eight seventy five? The listing agent's going to say no, right? Because if you're ever representing both sides, you would hate to bring an offer that's forty, you know, thirty percent below listing price, right? Like you don't want to bring that to your seller because you told them that's what you should list at, and then to bring that, you'd look like an idiot. So then, anyway, sorry. Next, yeah. we'll move on. We're done with practice. It's a great idea. To last, last comment about this is no one who is successful in business ever says, keep more in your head. Repeat that, Phil. Has it, no, oh, no, no, ask no how. Has anyone ever heard somebody stand up on stage and they say... It's like successful, super successful, and they're like, keep more up top of mind. Never. Never. Never, right? Although we, as realtors, have a habit of trying to keep everything in our head. Right? Uh, how do you know when you're doing it? When someone that is saying something very important to you and you're staring at them the entire time they're talking and you're not writing it down, that's you, right? Because you, 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 but you want to hear it, but it's not going to leave with you, right? Last week we gave the example of me visiting LA and how I was able to remember so much more detail, even though I was briskly taking notes, it stays with you longer, so. Yeah, cool. Diving in? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> We're daily dosers, so. <laughs> yeah. A shout out. Mentor accountability and intangibles today. And then next week, last but definitely not least, efficiency and execution. Today might be your favorite class. <laughs> For those of you, uh, is anyone the first time they've been here? Yeah, cool. Nice. So uh, I say that every week. So. <laughs> I, I enjoy what we do a lot, right? I, I like selling houses for a living, and I like to share, so it's fun. Intangibles. Oh, God. This topic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um... We've added intangibles to our core principles because it's hard to hear somebody say something and then apply it to yourself. It's easy to apply it to yourself in your own mind and go, on, yeah, I do that. But then it's when you come across that exact instance in your own world, do you go, okay, there it is. <clears throat> now I need to change, right? So those of you that have been to the class three weeks ago, we were talking about how we were in a listing appointment and um, we had, last year we had 240 listing appointments and uh, last year I listed 57 houses, the year before I listed 57 houses and I'm like, I'm not getting better, I wanna get better. And we had the same amount of appointments and I'm like, we should be listing a, a, a higher percentage because lots of people list a higher percentage than I do. and. We're in the meeting and Phil's like, there it is in the meeting. <laughs> but then it was abil our ability from that point forward to change what I said when the customer asked the question. And the customer asked the question, what do you think the price is, right? Because that is a common question that people will ask, right? We've all heard that listing appointment, like what do you think it'll be worth? But it's like, can you then, where you used to say, the price is this, I'm now going to say, well, I give you three options. Do you want to sell it in two days? Do you want to sell it in 30 days? Or do you want to sell it in six months? Because it's this price, this price, or this price, right? So it's an aggressive, passive, or non-competitive, right? 
Intangibles to us is not only the ability to adapt to the change that's happening, but it's also your ability to change, right? Can you take the processes and documentation class and then go home and apply it, right? A apply it to your business. Change the way that you've been doing business to business that is better. And we're going to get into or to a way of business that is better. And we're going to get into the mentorship and accountability because that's really what pushed you towards that. That's what pushes us all towards change is when you're, you're talking to somebody that does more business than you or that you respect in the industry or whatever the scenario is, not a new person that just got into the business, right? Because that's actually one of the guys that we're meeting with yesterday. He said, the reason why I'm coming to you guys, I get, I get solicited by Facebook ads and uh, internet ads and come for this lead generation. And I look the guy up and they have one listing. He goes, but I'm sitting here in this office because I look up your business and you've got what? 41 active listings. Like they're closing now, but yes. As far as relevancy to the existing marketplace today, it's easier to listen to him and believe it because he's doing it today, right? He was on the listing appointment last night. So as we're trying to identify ways to change in our business, seek out people and research them on whether we should be listening to them or not. Look me up. I've got one sale. Ignore everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being open-minded and accepting advice from the right people is it, but it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I, th I think it is harder though to switch the path. Right, because what happens is we get, we, we um, I think it's hard because when you hear somebody say a word that you do, you assume that they do it the way that you do it, right? Because when I say I do a listing appointment, you think of the way that you do a listing appointment. When I say I did an open house, you think of the, you doing an open house, right? Because I know this, because as we interview a couple hundred realtors, when I, I say, I, we do open houses, like I do open houses. And they're like, I had some listening points. They're like, I had listening appointments. And I said, I sold 58 million. And they said, I sold three. I said, well, that's because each one of those things are a little bit different. And it's, it's, it's can you seek out to understand what are the exact steps that make it different and then, and most commonly for realtors, it's how can I compress the time that I do those steps, right? And that's what Matt, our Todd Booksband from the Booksband Baker team did for me in, because I was creating leads from the web. One of the things that God has blessed me with was the ability to create leads on the web, right? People come to my website, fill out forms, right? So I was like, hey, Todd, you know what? Because he's like, What's your business plan? As we were just starting to meet, this is like two thousand early in two thousand twelve. I'm like, I you know, I wrote a business plan or whatever. But this year, I'm going to help other agents, and I'm going to create leads on the web, and I'm going to create little websites for them, and I'm going to provide them leads, and then they're going to close the business, and I'm going to collect the checks, right? Easy peasy, right? And he's like, Well, when are you going to do it? I'm like, By the end of the year, right? Because that was my goal was to get it done by the end of the year. And Todd's like. Um, why don't you do it by the end of the month? And I'm like, that sucks because now I gotta go to work now, right? But it was a, I was like, I can do that because I like a challenge. I'm like, okay, cool. So I wrote up my business plan and I called Phil. I'm like, Phil, what do you think of my business plan? <laughs> right? That was actually literally exactly what happened and how we got started in our business together because it was early 2012. 
and I drew up a business plan on how I was going to create these little websites and social media and you know draw traffic to the websites and create leads and send it out. But what I learned from Todd was that I needed to learn to do things faster if I really wanted to grow. Because what happens is we kind of do something a little bit and then we do something else and we get what's called unfocused. So you got I gotta give him credit for his simplicity, actually. So when he talks about things like business plan, this was I came, I went to school, NAU, but uh, to the depart, uh, the business department there got a marketing degree. So you learn about business plans in business school, right? So in my mind, he said I came in with a business plan. I'm thinking about a business plan. Oh, I know what that is. I'm like, I don't know that we're gonna have enough time to review this at lunch, right? This is a 30-page document. We've got. And this is what we use in order to get a loan from a bank. And he shows up with like one, maybe two pages. And it's what he's gonna do, like bullet points, right? Simple, not overly complex. Just here's what we're gonna do. Here's the websites that we're gonna build. Here's how we're gonna do it. Here's what we're gonna invest in it. Here's what we expect to get from it. Simple. So I give him credit for that. And I just gotta throw that into the story. Oh, because you. even, it doesn't matter if he's talking about real estate terms, business terms, we all have our own definitions of what that means. And so the better we can grasp the way that he's defining those and apply those to our business, the better off you can apply the stuff that we're talking about. It's not easy though, right? Because uh, the guy in the center, his name is Tim Porthouse. So he owns a company called Zelite. So, because um, I was stuck in a rut. Right, like I did between 16 and 30 deals from 2006 until 2011. I was, I mean, I was doing between 12 and 18 million because I sell a lot of higher end homes, but I was, I was stuck. I was just doing, like no matter who it is, it was just stuck at this, and I was actually slowly declining, which was the worst kind of stuck, right? Because it's, it's still in the range, but it was like, you know, well, I get some good years and some bad years. But, um, so I went to see Tim because I sold. Tim had uh, started a company uh, with three people, grew it to 600 people, and then sold it for $125 million. And I'm like, you know, in 2008, he says, hey, I want to buy a house from you, and I'm going to buy cash. And I'm going to buy one in California. I was like, oh, you must be pretty smart. <laughs> pretty easy, yeah. I'm like, he said, I'm going to start this company because he believed in what's called culture, um, and I, but I was like, you know what, I need someone to help me to look at my business something different, because I, I just can't figure out what's wrong. I'm doing, I must be doing something wrong, because I can't get over that proverbial glass ceiling. But what happened when, and this is what they call working on your business, not working in your business, is in describing to him, I was creating leads on the web, and I, at the time I was doing between five and seven million dollars in creating um, web leads and then selling houses. And I would take the profits from that and then I would try everything that everybody else in the world did, right? Like, uh, magazine ads, newspaper ads, yeah. Like like all this stuff that like just sold postcards, like all this stuff, um, or not, I'm sorry, not just sold postcard. Uh, this, no, 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 door hangers. Oh, yes. yes. Right, yes. door hangers. I, they have wait, 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 wait. You weren't using the Fidelity door hangers, though, because they, <laughs> they didn't have them back then. <laughs> Some other bad title company that we know. <laughs> but um, I kept taking money 
from what was being profitable and trying to chase something else, right? Because it's like, what do you do in your business that you're doing that you do very well and that is creating leads and all that stuff? Because we're always looking for that silver bullet, right? We're reaching in the bag like somebody's got to, you know, it's got to be easier. And unfortunately, it's uh, Phil's driving in the car. And he comes into work one day and he's like, I just drove by the gas station. You know what it says on their sign, Jeff? He said, it says, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. <laughs> yeah. Valvoline. Valvoline. Like, oh, it comes God. from all places, right? Yeah. It's just, when are you willing to listen? Because we have no <laughs> silver bullets. It is really about working hard, but uh, fun stuff as well. But anyway... In just telling Tim about what I was doing, because I mean, at the time, to tell you the truth, I had two assistants at the time, and I'm like, Tim, they're not listening well, right? Like, I'm telling them what to do, and they're not doing it. They must need some help, right? <laughs> like, so Tim interviews them, right? Takes both gals, spends some time with them, comes back to me, and he tells me, you need to change. Oh, great, Tim. Thanks, right? He's like, you provide bad direction. You talk in circles, right? You poorly communicate to them. And half sentences. Oh, well, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we, do you want me? I got that list. Okay. <laughs> but it just, it, but it's the idea of this is called intangibles is that it's, it's hard to see when it's you. It's hard to, it, it, it's not easy. But it, it does help hearing it from someone else. And from that point forward, in combining two things, I spent a lot of time focusing on the things that I was being successful with. And that was um, contacting the people that I know and integrating it with the web. So um, the yeah, that's way, when you went into your wife, right? And you said that was the website story. Yeah, right. So the, the um, quit taking the money that I make off the web and investing it in other ways. Let's just stick, you know, once you start documenting it, once you start talking to somebody else about it, clarity comes. Right. So then after that meeting with Tim and I went in and talked to my wife and I'm like, I want to take all of our savings, honey, and put it into a website. She's like, great idea. And she was like, no. is it going to be hyper local? <laughs> That's my favorite joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, that's a moronic idea. What do you mean? You want to take all the money we have in our savings account? Like we, it was 2011. Like we finally came out of like the disaster that we were in in the dark years. And now you want to take it all and flush it down the toilet. I'm like, yeah. Right. So we did. It took me about three weeks to, you know, get her, get her to come to her senses. I think that's all our money. But uh, the other person I visited at the time was a gentleman by the name of Russell Shaw because I needed right real estate advice, right? The guy that you know sells anywhere between fifty to seventy million dollars a year for the last twenty years, like might be a good research, might know something. So I was going to his seminars on Thursday night, and because I'm a slow learner, right? Like I went through the first set and I was like, I missed it. <laughs> right? Like I went to each. Has class. anybody gone to one of his classes for us? No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I go to all four. Right. And when I'm done at all four, I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I still think I'm good and I still haven't changed. And he told me all that stuff and I got nothing out of it. Right. So then I went to all four again and again, nothing happened. Like I, I, you know, I went there and he was funny and I'm like a laugh and we joke and I ask questions, but there I was, you know, now it's cause it's every Thursday, right? It's two months later and I've done nothing to, to change. So then we get to the class the third time because I'm like, I, I maybe if I just keep going, eventually it will sink in, right? Like I'll, I, I'll go home and it'll be, you know, I'll change. And in class, he's like, you need to promote. And he goes through like the whole list. And I'm like, what do you mean by promote? He's like, have you ever sent a just sold postcard? I'm like, yeah. He's like, do that. So I was like, okay. Right, that easy. So I go home and I get a. I want to go to Fidelity's site to help. You know, they help me with their. Actually, Cor uh, yeah, Corfact. Corfact, Cor Cor right? Yes. So I get a just so postcard, and I send it out to you know uh, eighteen hundred and seventy three people that the, the area that I had been working the most, and um, nothing happened. Right. Then the next day, like, I mean, after it got delivered, right, day one, nothing happened, day two, nothing happened, day three. But fortunately, on day 17, the phone rang at 8.30 in the morning, and I missed it, but the guy left the voicemail, thankfully, and I called him right back, and I got a listening appointment, and I sold that house. I was like, he's a genius. <laughs> that, was that, that was that easy, right? But what I, so I, I mean, I list the house, and then... It takes like 80 days to sell because it's 2011. And then it was like, you know, 65 days to close. And then I get the check. And then I was like, oh, good. I'll do another postcard. Right? But the compression was what I learned from Todd. Because when I mail it again, I get another listing. It's a short sale. It takes nine months to close. And now I'm like, get the check, and now I'm gonna do another one. But now it's a year and a half has passed, right? Because that's the thing is, is we're, sometimes we're not easy to catch on to what's working and that we need to hit the accelerator. And that's what I learned from Tim and as well as from Todd in promoting a lot more, right? It's because that's what I said before we started the class is we gotta do promote, if you're promoting means marketing, but promoting means prospecting. So we got to choose between the two that we're going to tackle, right? Because um, as we introduce marketing ideas to our coaching clients, they're like, I sent out 150 of them. I'm like, I sent out 5,000. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, well, what happens if they don't, you know, list or buy with me? I'm like, well, then this is broken. You're, you know, what you tell them, what you say to those leads, right? You, that's how you practice is you get more leads that come in. Any questions? Anybody in here have a mentor? Anybody in here have an accountability partner? Anybody talk to others about their business? Yes. Yes. Different name, different name, yeah, different definition, yeah. right? I mean, that's part of, part of, this relationship between Jeff and I that has worked is because we're constantly going back and forth on what to do with the business, right? And we, I just encourage other people to have somebody that they can go back and forth with that is not the same as them. 
Because if you're talking to yourself, it's like, okay, we're not, how are we, we're, we're not getting better there. But if you can find somebody else that's a little bit different than you are, maybe they bring technology, maybe they bring contract knowledge, maybe they bring business savvy, and you have that relationship with them, and you have a weekly call. I don't know, whatever it is for you, it is, I mean, obviously we're gonna get into accountability now, but you gotta find somebody yeah. to help you, to help encourage, I mean, we talk about the difference between encouragement and accountability, because they're both important, and they can both come from the same person. It's just that the person needs to know when you're not doing enough. And it's sometimes they need to, you know, poke you a little bit in the stomach and say, you gotta try a little harder this time. Right? <laughs> I hate it when he does that <laughs> Get out of here. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one -on -one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.